Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to Narwhals episode 13. 13's a, this is a, it's a lucky number. This will be a good one. Uh, it's Kieran, always with, uh, with Drew. Drew, how's it going? What's up? My name is Drew. How's, uh, how's weather up north? Actually, no, we talk, we talk enough about that. Um, weather in San Diego is great, by the yeah, way. Yeah, let's talk about that. Oh, Johnny, can't uh, wait to get back. Quick update on, we were talking last time about kind of the new stuff that we were f- fooling around with. Uh, I actually published my first animated GIF from my After Effects motion design uh, ex- experience. My Where'd two you days, do that at? two days worth of it came up. I'll get you the link. We'll put put this in the show notes. Little uh, animated icon that loops and uh, right, right at the first and last frame actually finish at exactly what the the icon originally is. So in the event that that thing needs to actually be like a loading animation at some point, it's got a perfect stop. Uh, that's awesome. Point. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. That's good. Pretty cool. It's kind of uh, it's been fun getting back into it. Like we kind of talked about last time. I I haven't touched After Effects since it was like 2006 or something. Um, so I, I remember just enough about like keyframes and easing and uh, pre-composition stuff just to be uh, just to be dangerous. But enough of it's changed and um, it's kind of cooler and better. With I never really got in like expressions and scripting things, but. Yeah, uh, getting to fool around with some of that stuff uh, with just some basic stuff like animation bounce and like overshoot. Uh, yeah, the interface I saw for it recently, I don't know, like a year or two ago, and After Effects, uh, and it looks way better than it used to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so does anything, right? Look back yeah. at Photoshop CS1 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so not nothing special, but just kind of a uh, an update on the the New Year's hobby. Ooh, that's awesome! Next How's time your... it's going to be a full, full uh, motion picture. Yeah, like a big you. old infographic with lens flares. Yes, I'm ready Jeez. for that. Yeah, yeah. And MacDev still plowing away. MacDev still plowing away. Um, yeah, it's coming along. So, unfortunately, not too much news to report there, other than I am coding. So. <laughs> <laughs> How Good. exciting! Uh, but a new thing I did do just recently is I betrayed my iPhone and I bought a camera. Oh, Ooh. Ooh, I thought you were going Android. I thought you were going to say Android. Well, I have I have an Android and a Windows tablet, and I have an Android phone also for testing. Okay, so you betrayed that. Long, I don't use them other than just to pull up the web browser every now and again when I want to test something. But right. um, camera, camera, What'd yes. So I used to a long time ago have a photography business, and that used to be my bill paying machine. Um, I used to do weddings and. And I did like another event or two other than just weddings, but mostly always just weddings. And um, I love taking pictures, but I do not like editing pictures. <laughs> yeah, so I stopped doing that. That's the legwork, right? Yeah. Gosh. I know man. a couple of wedding photographers and they're awesome. They're, and they're super into it. They're really good at what they do. Uh, but the amount of work that they put into editing is just unbelievable. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's almost not worth it. I mean, unless you have like um, presets and all this other jazz set up. Um, right. But yeah. I was doing it years ago, so I was doing this like I think two thousand six, seven, eight, I think. Um, so you're pretty into cameras back then. Yeah, so I used to, and even after that, I still kept all my gear. But I used to have tons of gear. I used to have like multiple five Ds when the five Ds first came out, right. um, and I had back other backup cameras. I had tons of lenses, tons of other kind of gear, all this kind of jazz, and um, and I was into it. 
And then when the iPhone camera came out, I was like, dang, man, I'm never going to take my camera around again. It's too bulky, you know? Because I I did the tourist thing like when I went over to London and Egypt and I carried around my big cameras and a a separate camcorder because back then the the digital cameras didn't record video. The DSLRs didn't record video. You were looking two around? Yeah. So I was carrying like a backpack with like multiple cameras and lenses in it plus another bag. So it was kind of ridiculous. And now that I can do all that just with my pocket, you know, I just put a phone in my pocket and that's it. And it looks amazing, especially now with the iPhone 6S. Right. Um, it's, six, six sorry, plus. 6 Plus. <laughs> I was like, 6S. I what am I talking one. about? As soon as I said that, I'm like, something's wrong in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't uh, taste right. So wait, uh, just to clarify, you can fit your, your 6 Plus in the in your pocket? Yeah, yeah. I was worried about that before I bought it, but if it's if it's fine. If it's good. You don't I don't have to even, like, it feels it's like sitting, a, is sitting down weird? Uh, no, I, I've never put my phones in my back pocket ever in my entire life. I don't think I've ever put a phone in my back pocket. I before. mean, even the front pocket, like if you're wearing jeans and you sit oh, down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah. All right. Wow. But I mean, I always, even with, even without my six plus, whenever I sat down at a table for dinner or for anything else, you I, take always it out. Take, I always take out my phone, my wallet, you know? So yeah, I never totally. leave it in anyways. So, so um, you, so I think I was in the similar boat where it's like, as soon as I got the iPhone 4S or whatever, I think I, I completely stopped using the Canon ti rebel 2 or whatever whatever yeah, the dslr i had yeah t2i yeah the t2i it's like the iphone the iphone kind of killed that as a hobby for me it didn't kill it i mean if anything it's better and it's more accessible now but it's made like, it obsolete it like there's no reason yeah, for it you know exactly i don't have to be the tourist that you know with yeah the hanging around if you, yeah if you're just using it to shoot snapshots like not compose photographs but just like snapshots like instagram stuff you just walk around you take a picture of yeah. this landscape you make it asymmetrical and or symmetrical whatever you like and boom you're done um, if you're just using it for that, there's no reason to have any of those cameras anymore. Like the only reason would be if you want to, you know, have a different uh, focal length, right? Because zoom is pretty terrible on all smartphones. The digital zoom, yeah. Um, but that's the only reason to get one of those things. And um, and if you have your iPhone and you don't care about zooming in all that kind of stuff, which most people don't, take pictures of their feet or whatever. Um, you don't need it, and so it makes it obsolete, and that's why the sales and that stuff. Is uh, do you follow me, you follow me on Instagram? You know about my, my feet actually. Shots? I've never signed up for Instagram. Oh, Johnny! <laughs> but I just know that everyone takes pictures of their feet. That's and true. They put them. They put them close together, and they make sure the toes are at the same point. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I put a lot of work into my my yeah. toe alignment. Yeah, yeah. And they always they always have the hipster like 1920s shoes, leather <laughs> right. shoes on. Right, with um, the hipster filter applied. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways um so the six the six plus is not going to be suitable for your well, nationwide yeah, tour exactly so i'm i'm going my nationwide tour and i'm gonna be staying lots of places where the milky way is visible right and you can't capture that stuff with the camera i've tried before you can't capture it with there's, an iPhone, there's you mean? yeah with the iphone sorry you you can download these uh there's many apps and there's some good ones that really enhance the um the night vision, essentially, of the camera, being mm-hmm. able to capture enough light to show stars, but you're not—it's not, not going to look anything good. It's going to be ultra grainy and flat out. Just—it's not going to impress anybody. It's going right. to be a black screen mostly. Um, so I want to do—I want to take some photos of the Milky Way. I want to get a bunch of Milky Way stuff, probably even some video too. And the only way to do that, obviously, is with a much larger sensor. Um, so if you get like a, if you get like a Rebel Canon Rebel or the Nikon, I think the the hundred series, you know, like six hundred, seven hundred, all that kind of stuff. Those are the crop sensor um, of photo cameras, the DSLRs. And a crop sensor is a is not the exact same size as a full-frame sensor. So mm. it's a little bit smaller. Um, so when you have different lenses, 
I don't know if I should go into this. I'll just real briefly. <laughs> the difference is, is you have a smaller amount of pixels you're capturing, right, um, on the sensor. Uh, so that that can be like, oh, big deal, not big deal. For most people, not a big deal whatsoever. Mm-hmm. The, the main difference is if you're using, like for mirrorless cameras that don't can't change their lenses, really it's not that big of a difference. But if you can change lenses, if you have a, if you have a, SLR, a DSLR, the main difference is, is focal length. If you have a... If you have like a, a crop sensor camera, like a, a Canon Rebel, uh, versus the Canon 5D, which is a full-frame sensor, uh, a 35-millimeter uh, lens on a full-frame is going to be 35 millimeters. On the, um, on the crop sensor camera, the, the Rebel, it's going to be zoomed in more. Like more it's going to be more zoom. So if you want a 35 focal length on a, on a Rebel, you have to actually get less than a 35-millimeter, huh. uh, like you know, a 24 or something. Whatever it works out to be, it's one6 uh, times the difference. Um, so that's really only di- the big difference, right? So you don't actually have to worry if you ever come across this, not full frame. Oh gosh, oh no, what do I do? Like, <laughs> you don't really have to worry about it. Full frame is going to capture more pixels. Out, everybody. Yeah, full frame is going to cap- capture more pixels, but most of the Rebels, I think, are 18 megapixel anyway, so that's, that's plenty. You know right. what I mean? So yeah. if you're just going to end up posting it on the web, that's plenty. I think so. you're good, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, the full frames do having a larger sensor can capture a little more light so they can get a little more uh, detail but I mean that's only photo nerd stuff it's not normal human stuff um, so right. anyways so what did you get all that to say yeah, I got Canon's over here. yeah I got Canon's new DSLR it's a mirrorless DSLR Ooh, nice so uh, it doesn't have the bulk of like a traditional like Rebel or 5D right it's like the size of a Sony RX one or one hundred, whatever it is. I gotta say, I'm sick of these mirrors. Yeah, sick of those mirrors. It's about time. So the mirrorless, the disadvantage is if you're used to using um, a viewfinder like the the eye viewfinder, you put your eye up against it. Um, <laughs> right. You can't. That's not that. there. Yeah, with you a mirrorless, a, you can get a fake one though, right? They'll give you like a fake viewfinder. Yeah, like a lot the of the mirrorless thing. Yeah, no, totally. You can put one on because that's what, how they are. Like the RX100 and all that kind of stuff. It's just a pretend viewfinder. They just put it above the lens, and this is approximately what it's going to look like. <laughs> right. It's not exact. Um, and on the Canon, they don't even put one on whatsoever. It's just all the digital um, LCD screen that you use it on. So I'm excited because it's super small. It's like super small. It fits in the palm of your hand, and it has lenses you can put on it. But I'm not going to buy an extra lens. I'm just going to stick with the one it comes with, which mm-hmm. is a 22-millimeter which is going to be great for capturing skies because it's a 1.8 uh, uh, lens, so it's, it captures a lot of light, um, and uh, it'll be great. So I'm excited to finally take some night sky photos and uh, put those up on my blog once I finish making my blog for my, my big trip across America with the family. Yeah, and that's cool. Yeah, that's really the only reason I'm buying it. So the great thing is it's, it came out in 2012. It's called the Canon EOS M for mirrorless. And it came out 2012. I think it came out at like 700 bucks, something like that. You can buy it right now, brand new on Amazon, with the with the lens. You can either get the the zoom kit lens or you can get the 22 um, prime lens, which I did. Mm. And I got it all for 330 bucks. Not too so, shabby. Oh, I remember. I, I remember this. I was looking. I was checking this out when it first came out. The white body one. Is that the one you got? I got the black body. I remember thinking like this would be sweet, and then. I wanted to get the white body, but then I read about it, and it's a glossy finish, and people said it's, like, super slippery. Oh, yeah. You don't want Whereas that. Whereas the black traditional can look, like, textured. Your iPhone's slippery enough. You don't need a, another, yeah. another thing you can't hold on to. Yeah, I remember this. This is uh, this is sweet. This looks good. 
Yeah, so they came out with it, and then they came out with an M2, which added Wi-Fi and improved the autofocus speed and a bunch of other little uh, dealios that made it cooler. Um, however, they only re- released it in Japan <laughs> the following year, in 2013, and I can't, I couldn't find one for sale that was not $800. You're holding out for the M3. Well, the M3 is going to come out supposedly at the end of this year, so I'm not holding out. <laughs> I'm just going to buy. You got so close. <laughs> yeah. So the M3 is actually going to be released in the U.S., um, which it'll be have a lot of cool stuff. So, anyways, if you're into like the mirrors thing, but you want to have options like lenses, get the e, the the Canon M. It's pretty cool. They have their own um, style of lenses uh, that aren't the normal Canon lenses, but they you can buy like a forty dollar adapter from Canon that then you can put any lens on it. Um, mm. So, anyhow. You're, I'm like, you're going to be in like super miniature mode. You're going to be able to like record a podcast while taking pictures of the Milky Way. And then when you're done, put everything in your pockets and just walk away. Exactly. Exactly. That's funny. So I'm excited to uh, to have that new camera, which I don't actually have yet. I'm going to go pick it up tomorrow. But <laughs> Yeah. Um, have you um, kind of related uh, – not, not super related, kind of tangentially related. Have you played around with any of the new um, like manual control – iPhone camera apps? Yes. I think there's two or three that have come out. I can't yes. one's called manual. Yep. One's called something funny, like a four letter word. Rook. Rook. Ruick, or however you say it? Uh, yeah, Ru something. Yeah, Manolo. Awesome kid, dude. He came to the first ValueCon, helped out a ton. Uh second one also. He he released that. He's a super cool kid. I think he's he's still in high school. He's just finishing. Wow. Have you played with any of them? Are they are they pretty good? No, maybe he's in college. Um I haven't downloaded his yet. I keep meaning to, but he just releases this this last week, and I've been like so busy organizing my trip. I haven't even done anything um, other than that. But yeah, um, I have. I did buy Manual when it came out. That's Will Wilkinson's app, and um, and his developer buddy. I can't remember his name, but um, it, it was cool when it, the first version that came out was really like slow and buggy, and then they improved it a ton with the updates. Um, but I tried doing night shots with it. That's kind of like why I bought it. Right. And it shows up as like, oh, this is going to turn out so good on my screen. But then when you hit the take a photo button, it's the exact same as like your normal camera app. It's like pitch black. And so I'm huh. like, I don't understand what's going on or why it's not working. Right. But it didn't work. So I don't know. I haven't tried it in a while to see if, it, if any new update works yet. But yeah, everyone go check it out and report yeah, it's, back. It's called Manual. The other one's called Rook. I think it's R-E-U-K. R-E-U-K? Or E-U-K. I don't Something. know. U-E or E-U. Check the, check the show notes. Yeah, check the show notes. Check that out. And it looks super cool. Manolo impressed me with how cool it looks. Yeah, I, I remember checking it out. I didn't download it, but I remember looking at the, the website and screenshots and uh, thinking, yeah, this looks pretty cool. Yeah. It's kind of a complicated – I mean, not that it's overly complicated. At least Apple gives you the ability to, to actually get those functions now, that, that functionality out of the camera, which they yeah, used to you didn't not. used to be. Like auto, like manual focus, you yeah. did not used to be able to that until iOS 8, and that's why all these apps are coming out. Yeah. Just like me, I hopped on the bag bandwagon for being able to de- bulk delete photos because you can now do that with iOS 8. Before you had no access, so that's why those apps never existed. Right. There's kind of, yeah. There's definitely a, a a kind of a cool, maybe not cool, but there's a, there's an interesting window there whenever a new iOS comes out that offers you know a slew of of new features that never existed before. If you're fast enough to pull the trigger on it and you have the time and, and resource to actually build an app that takes advantage of one of those, like you will be the first one to market. You'll be the first app that allows you to bulk delete. And now there's several. I've already seen you know several other ones that let you do the same sort of thing. And, and obviously yeah, go, to, go to bulkdelete.com. 
Yeah, See, mine, mine <laughs> trademark. Mine, mine, Eric's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting. Everyone go download those those manual apps and, and Rook, and uh, I'd be interested to know how they perform. Or, or maybe I'll just go check them out. Let's all check them out. Let's all check them out. Yes. Um, so that's cool. So very cool. It'll so I'm excited about the new camera. Excited about the trip, and and excited about. Uh, I don't know, possibly getting some cool Milky Way shots to put on my, my website or my blog. We'll be ready to check them out. I can't wait. Check them out. Uh, what else is new? So I watched, for the first time in my life, Harry Potter. First time in your life? First time in my life, man. Where have you been? Is there like, you have like a personal, is there a personal reason you haven't seen it yet? Like No, no, no. Everyone's got those weird things about them and just... Uh, by happenstance, I never have watched them. Uh, I mean, there's like eight movies. Like you, I feel the like point, you would have had to deliberately avoid it. For no, I, you know, I didn't. Years. I didn't. I didn't. Like, of course, I had the opportunity to rent them at any time, right? But there <laughs> well, was yeah. so there's so many of them that I was like, oh man, I'm about to commit so much time to watching these. How many it's, did you watch? Oh, I watched them all. Oh, you plowed through it. It was like a long day. No, no, no. I watched them almost every night consecutively. I missed a couple nights for over a week. Yeah. For like, you know, it took like a week. Um, but watched them every night. Normally I work every night and I took a break from working and I watched those. It's um, like a vacation. It was, I've never really done that before. Vacation so to Hogwarts. Yes. But my gosh, man, I was so impressed by those movies. Like, really? I, I loved them. All of them. Well, you know, each one had their differences, but the, when you watch, when I'd never seen them before, right? I had right. no idea that it even took place in modern times. Like I thought they were all like like old time like Lord of the Rings stuff. Oh, okay. So I didn't I didn't really I know I anything about it. You, which yeah, was, you were you were a fresh uh, babe. Which is my the... absolute favorite way to watch movies when I have no idea what's going on or anything about it. I love just being immersed in the world. Right, and the fact that you had that for Harry Potter is dumbfounding. <laughs> I can't believe like, you got you got this like fresh experience. Dude, since I've watched it, I didn't realize how often people talk about Harry Potter. Like all these characters, like, um, oh gosh, what's the big guy? Um, Hagrid? Hagrid. I saw him on Twitter like three times since I watched it, and he's probably been on there before. I just never knew who he was, so I didn't know you know anything about it. Right. And and Jimmy Fallon made a Ron Weasley joke. Had he made that, you know, a week ago, I would have had no idea who the heck he was talking about. Right. Um, so it's it's awesome to see how how like often people still talk about it. And J.K. Rowling, the woman who wrote the books, is now um, she's she's writing basically these uh, what do they call like little pre- short story? Uh... Yeah, precursors to Harry Potter. They take place in the nineteen twenties, and. And, the, and um, Warner Brothers is going to make at least three. They're <laughs> yeah, already starting on one. Oh, yeah. And so they said they want to do them as often as they do the Marvel movies. So eventually it'll get up to the 1980s when Harry Potter was born probably. And, and then, you know, because it's all the same universe. It's all the same uh, character. Base, it's, uh, I, I mean, yeah, how is Warner Brothers not going to act on it? She's like, oh, I have another story. They're like, cool. Here's a, here's a budget. Like it's, Yeah. No, but I would – Man, I really want to see another Harry Potter movie. Like when I was done with all the movies, I'm like, man, yeah. why is there you, not more of these? And, you're, and to your advantage, you don't have to wait nearly as long as anybody <laughs> who actually like watched them when they came out. I remember seeing the first one like with my family when I was like a freshman in high school. Like, dang, uh, I actually I wouldn't call myself a, a, a overly a Harry Potter fan. Like I I've seen them all. I uh, enjoyed a couple of them, um, but I actually read them all before I saw them. 
which is weird and kind of rare for me. I don't usually do that. And I think it's because it's my my family actually started it. Uh, it kind of the book got introduced right before the movie came out. I think the very first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, into my household and so everybody kind of read it and then from that point everybody was just rushing through the rest of them as they came out so not only have we been waiting for movies to come out for like 12 years or whatever we've been waiting for the books to come out even mm. like she was still working on four or five when we were reading the first one nice um, but yeah so I think you know I really enjoyed I didn't enjoy the first two I enjoyed when uh Alfonso Cuaron showed up for the third one. I thought he did a sweet job with the uh, the time travel bit. Um, and then I can't even remember the rest of them. <laughs> so I guess I feel so-so about the rest of them. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think for me, they all progressively got better, except the Order of the Phoenix started out kind of dry, but I really liked the second half of the movie. Is that the sixth one? Uh, I think that's the fourth one. I can't remember. The fourth one, yeah, I think, is the Order of the Phoenix. No, that's the Goblet. That's the Goblet oh. of Fire. Okay. Fifth one. Okay. One See, I the... started. I started watching. Like, where the reason, the whole reason we're doing this is where I'm living right now. I'm living in like a vacation home for a month before we head out in the RV, and they have three of the Harry Potter movies, and I assumed that they're all three in order. So I started watching the first two, and I watched this this one called The Order of the Phoenix. Put it in. I'm like, man, this was made like five years later. They took a big break between you know filming these movies, right. and I put it in. And I'm like, none of this makes sense. There's got to be something wrong. <laughs> so who like, is that person? Like 15 minutes in the movie, I'm like, okay, I'm turning this off and figuring out what the chronology is of these movies. And I was like, oh, I missed two movies, so <laughs> I had to no watch. Wonder. So then I watched the other. Too, but um, I don't know, man. I really liked the Harry Potter series, and it surprised me because I didn't think I would. I thought they were like super little kitty, and that's the same thing I thought about Hunger Games. I was like, "There's no way I'm going to watch that." Kids killing kids, but then I watched them. Like, there's like a single child in this entire movie. The rest of them, they're supposed to be child, but they're like 35 year old people. <laughs> right. It was like, okay, this is way different than people made it out to be. And I loved the Hunger Games. I still haven't seen the newest. One. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. Given, I think I saw the first one. I, I guess I must have seen the first one. Is that how many are there? Two. Well, the third one's out right now. Third one. So I guess I kind of abandoned that one. Maybe I didn't enjoy it as much as the second one. I liked better than the, I think the first one. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Oh man, it's good. I've got so much time. Yeah, I know. I need a movie vacation. I guess. Yeah. I've got to the point, and you you can definitely test this more than I can. The fact that you have three children and uh, all this other narwhal stuff. Like I only have one, but I've already found it. Uh, Obviously, as soon as you have a kid, like movie going just disappears. That's not a God. thing in your life anymore. And we don't. We'd have, say you have three kids, then it's yeah, never going no to happen. You don't even ever. know what's coming out. Like you don't know what what a, a theater release even means. But I actually like made time to. I took a uh, the one movie I've seen in the past like year or whatever in theaters was Interstellar. Like I made a point oh gosh, so to go like take an afternoon off of everything and say to the to, to the wife and kid like, well, I'm going to do a thing for me now. Uh yeah. and just went and saw Interstellar. And that is so it's like a rare occasion. Yeah, by myself. I've never done that. I've never gone to the movies by myself. I don't think it's I fantastic. Could. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. Like I, I've never I didn't used to, but now it's sort of a uh it was sort of a requirement. I kind of like- had to. For me, if I went to – this is how I feel. I've never done it, so I can't say for sure how I would feel doing it. But for me, I always feel like if I went to the movies by myself, I feel like I would be wasting my time. Not because this movie's not worth it because I love movies. My wife and I, before we had kids, would go to the movies at least two times a week. Jeez. Um, but I, going by myself, I have to go with somebody because I have to experience it with them. I, I can't be like, wasn't that so cool when they – oh, yeah, no one knows. <laughs> <laughs> no one will ever know. 
So wait, you're seeing two movies a week per week for like years on end, and you never saw Harry Potter? Uh, no. That's amazing. When, when I got married, it was 2005, and a couple um, were out, weren't they? Yeah. So I probably wouldn't have wanted to see movies that you know were like three movies in. I wouldn't right. want to. You were young and flippant. You didn't want to see. Well, but you want to go Potter. see Harry Potter three for the first Harry <laughs> Potter movie? I mean, no. No. You'd want to see one too. And that was back in the day before there was um, on-demand online watching things. It was right. all DVDs. And then, two to your second point, no, I have never felt like, oh man, that experience was somehow like lessened because there was not somebody next to me sharing my really opinion. No, it was actually kind of nice. And here in uh, Southern California, I think it's—I actually think it started in Mexico. There's a Sinopolis. Sinopolis, yeah, it's a Mexican. Yeah, it's a Mexican thing, and now it's uh, taking over Southern California. I don't know if it's expanded beyond that, but uh, you went to the La Costa one. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like the—it's the only way. Once Dude. you start going there, you oh, can't you'll not never go, go back. There. Dude, my oh, brother, who's my brother's a cheapskate. I—I t- I was like, David, I refuse to go to any movie theater other than than Sinopolis. You know, because yeah. it's right by my house, and I feel like. In that area of Carlsbad, I was like the king of Carlsbad because every time I go to a restaurant, I'm the only one in. Or the theater, when I go matinees, I'm the only one in. So I feel like it's mine. Right. <laughs> so I only would see matinees and I would only go to that one. And I took my brother and he's like, there's no way I'm paying this much money. I'm like, just do it. Because it's, it's the price of an IMAX. It's it's 21 bucks. However, it's not the same size as an IMAX, like the screen or anything like that. But it's super high quality. You can get like they have a massive menu. They serve you in the theater. If it's twenty one, um, yeah, they have certain theaters that are twenty one and up, so you can order alcohol and they'll bring yep, it to you. And- yeah, I think that's the normal thing. It's been going on for a long time in the South, in the American South, from what I, from what my cousins have told me. Hmm. However, it's a very different experience over there. It's it's not like this high end kind of deal. Whereas Sinopolis is very high end. Right, um, assigned seats too. That that's like one of the biggest deals, yeah. right? Not only are they really nice seat. like Barca lounges, but you yeah, pick your seat ahead of time, so there's no rush. Get there two seconds before the movie starts, and you're good. It's like huge, huge, huge Lazy Boy individual seats that are each. They're like together. It's like a love seat connected with an arm rest in between. Right, kind of, but it's not even an arm rest. It's like this table and everything. It's huge. So there's like maybe a third of the seats that are in a normal theater, but the same physical size as a normal theater. Everyone's spread out. It's I don't know it's super awesome. Anyhow, um, I don't know what I was, my point was, but I think I was just going to agree with you that that is the best place <laughs> right. to watch a movie. And yeah, you I can always, always go anytime there. you kind of lose track of your your thought, just agree with me. Yes, like just end by agreeing with me. Yes, yes, it is the greatest, and I'm glad that you go there so you can fill my spot. I go there, there. I go there with nobody and just take up one of those love seats by myself. Nice. That's the way to do it. And you order a chocolate milkshake? I always get a chocolate milkshake. I uh, I order something. I usually get popcorn and a, and a beer and uh, try not to cry by myself <laughs> at the end of Interstellar. Dude, I watched Contact after that movie because – You had some uh, Contact either? No, no. I had. I had. I okay. saw it when it came out, but it, it, you know, it, it had been like 10 or – what? No, Contact came out like 97. 97, so, yeah. So it had been like – Holy smokes, dude. It had been like 16 like years since I'd seen it or something. Yeah. Um, like my half my life since I'd seen it. <laughs> no big deal. And, um, and cause the reason I watched it is because Neil deGrasse was saying that he liked Interstellar a lot, but his favorite um, his favorite sci-fi movie, because his favorite means most accurate, uh, was Contact. Right. Um, because it was also it was a Carl Sagan movie. Carl Sagan wrote it. Yep. Um, and he's like the biggest fan of Carl Sagan. Um, because he met him once when he was a kid and it impacted him. Right. Anyways, uh, contact dude is freaking fantastic. Yeah, it's good. And blow me away, dude. The fact that Matthew McConaughey is the supporting actor. 
Yeah, he, Matthew a, McConaughey, dude. What a weird, what a weird career. I what watched him in Interstellar. Career. I watched him in Interstellar. Didn't expect him in, at all to see him in Contact. Pull, turn on Contact. He's the supporting actor. Here he I'm shows. Like, what? Yeah, here he comes. Yeah, he's, he's been uh, in two most like the most amazing sci fi's, dude. It, and it's been, uh, uh, dude, it's been his year. Aside from like the Oscar, obviously, for Dallas Buyers Club. He had just a hell of a year between like True Detective. What did happened you, with that? that? What happened with the Oscar? He won it last year. Oh, okay. okay. The best actor. Yeah. I mean, he's just killing it. Yeah, dude. He's killing Blown. it. Yeah, it blows me away. But anyway, what is True Detective? People always say it's so good. Like, why is it so good? Just like his acting, or it's nuts. Good? I mean, it's a eight episode TV show season that was on HBO uh, a couple months ago, and uh, he and Woody Harrelson play the two main detectives. Uh, and it's just, it's beautiful. It's brilliantly, it's well-written. It's brilliantly acted. Like, those two are insane. Um, Is it the a sim- drama? The cinematography, yeah. It's a, it's a okay. you know, following a uh, the murder of, of, of a woman. Uh, and these two detectives who are trying to figure it out in the deep south. Um, mm. Yeah, highly recommend. It's probably, honestly, it's probably the best single season of a show I've ever seen. Wow. Uh, that good. And Matthew McConaughey is, is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he's. Do check it out. It's a little dark. Okay, but so do check it out. What's crazy to me is when I watched Interstellar. Like, I think if you weren't a parent, like if you're not yeah. a parent, you can yeah. kind of relate to the storyline. Whatever. Yeah, I get it that there's a dad. He's sad about his kids. Right. But when you're a parent, it's like, it's like night and day. It's like so impactful. It rocks when, you a little bit yeah. when storylines like that happen. Especially when you have kids that are of the age where they can like converse with you and all that kind of stuff, and you teach them. You know what I mean? It's just like. It, it's more than like I don't know what you mean on that on that front. I don't have a. It gets have a it gets more crazy. Yet. It gets more crazy. And and parents of who have multiple kids who are like teenagers stuff who are the age of those kids. I'm sure it's even crazier. But, um, I like that that storyline with me resonated so much. Uh, not aside from the kids' point, just like the storyline of, of you know the state Earth's in and like, you know trying to save all that kind of jazz. Um, I don't know. It just resonated with me so much, and I was so surprised because I watched an interview with um, Adam Savage from MythBusters, and he was like, "He's like that storyline for me was cold as ice. He's like didn't move me a single bit." I'm like, "What the heck, dude? Huh. He's got kids and everything. I don't understand that, but <laughs> for everyone else, I think it did. Yeah, it definitely did. And that's that's the only weird part about going to a movie by yourself is like trying to f- like bite your lip so you don't make noise. Like, <laughs> like, when you watch movies, do you audibly cry? <laughs> like getting a getting emotional, trying not to disturb the the fellow patrons yeah. who are there with other people. Don't mind me; I'm just gonna sob uncontrollably. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. I'm a, at an I'm uncomfortable a volume. <laughs> Don't look at me. Yeah. Oh man, the the other movie that I think that just popped in my head when it comes to being a parent that just hits you over and over again is I think it was I'm, maybe I'm totally not remembered correctly but I think if I remember correctly We Bought a Zoo for me just like punch after punch um, I never saw that but I have heard that it might have been yeah. from you that I heard that yeah maybe so know. maybe you're the only one with the opinion or maybe not maybe I have heard that but yeah it's it's a pretty good movie We Bought a Zoo I liked it a lot um, yeah so this ended up being a long discussion we were going to plan in like 15 minutes but I mean I could talk about movies to no end yeah one of my favorite got- things on earth that yeah, was good. It's still it's still relatively short. Yeah, but we should call it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So thanks everyone for joining us and uh, tune in next time on Narwhals where we talk about Kieran's childhood and all the <laughs> things that happened and where I went wrong. <laughs>
Thanks for you guys. Yeah.